Hello guys and welcome back to uh, the 5 Minute Pod with Kira and Sean. This is episode 38. This is the penultimate peril. It's our penultimate uh, series of unfortunate events episode. And uh, and let's, I guess, let's get right into it. Here you go. Kira. Hi. Oh my God, talking to your mic. Hi. <laughs> so, I do not do that. Oh my God. Blah. Mouth noises. <laughs> Dork. So we are back on our uh, series of unfortunate events. Cora just fell over. Cora just fell over? <laughs> oh, on the floor? Just sitting there went... <laughs> so we're, we're wrapping up our... Our sneeries, our series of unfortunate events episodes. Uh, what episode are we on? Penultimate peril. Penultimate peril. Do you know what penultimate means? Yes. What? Second to last. You know that from the books and stuff? Nope. From the show? Nope. What? Mommy. Oh. <laughs> she told me. Okay. I haven't finished that book. I haven't even finished Wide Window. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, okay, that's well, the third book. That's embarrassing. You gotta get on it. I know that's embarrassing. <laughs> I started reading it in like third grade. I'm. Either you read slow, or you've kind of paused reading those. Probably books. paused. <laughs> Anyways, well, we did see the shows though, mm-hmm. the episodes. So we. Um, we last left off <laughs> with. We left off Hi. the Grim Grotto. And do you remember kind of what happened? Or how does this, how does Penultimate Peril start? Well, they are in Mr. Poe's taxi, which then gets taken over by... Who's in Mr. Poe's taxi? The Baudelaire's. Then no, they're not. They're in a car. They're in his car. Which then gets taken over by Kit Snicket. Well, Kit drives her ta- her brother's taxi. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and she what takes the Baudelaire's yeah, yeah, yeah. to to what? Hotel de Lumois. <laughs> I that say was, weird. That was pretty good, actually. De Lumois. Whatever I say. Lumois. Do you know what De Lumois means? Nope. It's I a, literally just found it on my phone, oh. <laughs> and then I closed it. It's a French word. I know it's French. And it it kind of it, it refers to like the sort okay. of the climax of a story. You can read that. Read it. It's right here. So according, okay, so you have the Merriam-Webster definition of denouement, which is Custard. the outcome of a complex sequence of events. Get off. Thank you. And it's also like a finale of a work, which is what this kind of is. It's sort of the the finale of, nice house, hotel of the story. Place. Yeah. So they're, at the, so they're at the Hotel Denouement, and what is Kit? said it in English. What does Kit tell them to do? I don't remember. So she Why would I pay attention to that? She gives them... Do you remember what she gives them? Advice? She gives them a picnic basket with disguises in it. Because they need to find... I was going to say foreshadowing, but I forgot what it means, so I'm asking you right now. What does foreshadowing mean? Um, 
to sort of like give clues to something that's going to happen in the future. Picnic basket. Bad beginning. She had a picnic basket. <laughs> so the picnic basket just... foreshadows stuff in the story later on that we I guess. are seeing. I'm here. just saying. Maybe. Because in the bad beginning, she had a picnic basket mm-hmm. disguised as a grabby thingy. Well, that's where her invention was in, yeah. yeah. So in this one, in this picnic basket, she has... Oh, they're small children? Oh. <laughs> in this picnic basket, <laughs> Kit gives them a, a basket with full of disguises. Not full of, but oh, with yeah. some hotel employee disguises, concierge disguises. Sonia looks adorable. <laughs> she does. And they, and all the adults still fall for it? Of course, because they're dumb. Yes. All the adults... Are except, stupid. Except for Kit, Kit and... Lemony, probably. And Dewey. And Jacques. And Dewey. Well, we don't know who Dewey is yet. But yeah, all but those adults, they seem to be the smartest ones who believe the Baudelaire's. And like all the VFD parents of children of... The VFD people. parents are... They're... The Baudelaire they're parents good, were but smart. They're good, but ish. they're... The ones we've met, they've all been pretty good people, but... The adults are but, stupid. But though. dumb, yeah. So a concierge is like a hotel, um, like a like an assistant to the guests. Like they'll do things if you need, like if you if you forgot like your toothbrush or your toothpaste, they can provide it for you, you know. Or they'll they'll they can they can help you make reservations for a hotel for a restaurant. Well, they won't give you food. Okay, I'm just. But going, they can set just, you up. I'm talking with, about a mulling episode. They can. <laughs> They can set you up with room service or find you a, a restaurant to go to, you know, that kind of thing. And so Kit tells them to find the identity of J.S., like the mysterious J.S. But there are multiple J.S. I know. That's kind of the... Jerome <clears throat> That's kind of the point of the thing. There's always different kind of like... Um, like dead ends and things, you know, within the story. I think there was another story. JS besides Jerome I, Yeah, I don't remember. There's also Justice Strauss. Huh? Oh, yeah, Justice Strauss is a JS. <sighs> this is making me mad. So, but meanwhile, where's Count Olaf and his cronies? Oh, they're trying to find them. Well, they're on the beach because of the, oh, yeah. the submarine, right? Because they, they took over Fiona's submarine. And made her take them to like the where the hotel is, right? So then, what? But what happens with the uh, the submarine? But didn't it like explode? Mm-mm. Something happens to it. Doesn't the hook handed man steal it? Oh yeah. So he can go off with his sister, who happens to be Fiona. Do you remember the hook handed man? I, you. I thought it exploded. I don't think it does because I no. I seriously thought it exploded. I think something else does. I forget what it was, but uh. No, the hook and a man. Do you remember what his name is? Hooky. <laughs> that's it's what Olaf. With an F. That's what Olaf it's calls something him. Something with an F. Fernald. I knew it was something like Fernald. Fernald. Yeah, whatever. So he steals it so he can go off with his sister Fiona, mm-hmm. and I guess to maybe find their dad. I think right. So now, what does Kit warn the Baudelaire's about? That mm-hmm. there's two Denouement brothers, right? Mm-hmm. What does she warn them about, though? That one of them is really bad. One, one's a VFD member. One's an evil dude. Like an anti-VFD. I don't know. What oh, the he's opposite. Just an evil person. Like I think they're referred to as a firefighter. 
is a good one, and a fire starter is the bad one, right? Mm-hmm. So one one's good, one's bad. But then they so then they see Kit talking all sweet to one of them, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know who that one is, so we, they don't know now if Kit is secretly good or I mean secretly bad, or if she's you know still good and talking to the good one, because when they get into the hotel. They see both of them. They don't know who's who now. But both of the brothers know who the Baudelaire's are, which is creepy. Because obviously they know that one of them is evil and one of them is good. And they're trying to figure out which one's which because they can't just ask, are you the good one or the bad one? Because the bad one would just lie. Mm-hmm. And the good one would tell the truth, but they wouldn't know if he's telling the truth or if he's lying. So that makes it hard. So they need to figure it out the hard way. Yeah. Which is what they do. Figure figure out I the hard way. I know who's who. Can I say it? Can you tell who? Can you tell which is which though? No, but I know who's the bad one. Which one was the bad one? Ernest. Ernest. Frank is the good one. Frank is the good one. Mm-hmm. Let me. You're look. giving me that look where I'm wrong. No, I'm looking at the at the you're at, me at my notes. Oh yeah, you're right. See, Frank is a firefighter. Ernest evil. Oh. E-E. That's how. That's what I remember. Frank friend. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, wait, Frank Firefighter. Yeah. F F F. And Ernest is a evil dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. That Ernest just sounds evil, and he acts evil, and he looks evil, but they look the same. So what do they the the two brothers? What do they make the Baudelaire's do? Help people. Like they send them throughout the hotel, right? Yeah. To help all the guests and everything. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, because it's. It's, they get lost, and it's, it's a big hotel. I would get and lost. We, and who do we see, like, in general? We see past people from like, past episodes. Pretty much everyone who's ever appeared on the show And the scary thing shows is, up. Justice Strauss followed them. Oh, because... And she showed up always one episode. She was always, like, one episode behind. Like, they kind of... Like, when they were at the wide room, she was at the reptile room. So they kind of, like, it's show scary. the flashback, She's right? Like a stalker. <laughs> Well, she was. She's a good stalker. Yeah, because she was kind of chasing them so she could help, right? Mm-hmm. She's their original guardian. Mm-hmm. And we see like, we see all the all the crappy people like Vice Principal Nero and and all that, and they're all talking to each other like, like we see. Um, I've heard about them. Like we see Nero talking to Jerome. Mm-hmm. It's like. And Jerome was Jerome was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's nice. Nero <laughs> was kind good. of an idiot. Kind of? Yeah. He could even play violin, and yet he did performances. So then they find all the people, and they, and they end up seeing Larry Waiter again, too. Mm-hmm. They end up seeing and the he's... taxi driver from, like, Lacrimos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was there, sitting next to Nero. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. I can't remember who was sitting where, sitting where. So then, what ends up happening? Because they're... What they end up doing really is having like a trial, right? Mm-hmm. To see if the Baudelaire's are guilty. Well, originally they do it because they've caught Count Olaf. Because mm-hmm. he gets Olaf, caught somehow. Like lies. Don't want to know how the sausage was made. Oh, gross. <laughs> Just assume that it happened. Do yes. <laughs> I got an excuse to do that. Oh my God, you're a dork. But there's sausage. Carmelita made it, so I would not trust it. You. That's gross. She made it out of crows. You, that's nasty. Exactly. Well, I don't think it was because it was something that put them like all to sleep or something. Something happened to them. Oh yeah. Well, anyways. Something happened to the sausage. 
I'll find it. We'll figure it out. But who does Olaf kill in this episode? He kills someone in this episode. It was kind of sad. Dewey. No. It was Dewey. No, I know, but uh, before that, before even. That? Mm-hmm. Before that? Before that? We've seen him almost every episode, and he finally gets killed. He's helping the Baudelaire's, and he gets caught again. And usually he manages to escape, but this time he gets killed by Olaf. It's not Mr. Poe. Larry, your waiter. Remember? Uh, how? Like in a, Spit it out. Wasn't it like in a big pot of something? Don't they like cook him alive or something? Oh my god, that's scary. I know. That's sad. Or were they in the laundry room or something? I, f- I think I they were in the laundry room. And Sonny... And he gets killed like in, in the machine, right? Like a washing machine. Why'd you put that image in my head? <laughs> <laughs> and Sonny has a like an evilish moment. She says, fire. Uh, they said the laundry won't fire. Oh, that's right. So then what do the Baudelaire's discover, though, when it comes to the Daniel Ma brothers? That there's three of them but they're not twins they're triplets and the third one named Dewey and he is like a he's not an artist he's another good one though he's the one who who manages like the the library or something right there's like a secret hidden library like a a sub sub library yeah it's just like my playground it was it was built on top of a library well of course it's demolished into itty bitty pieces yeah, you say you say that, but it's just built where the library was. It's not yeah. built on top of it, like a. It was demolished itty bitty pieces. Oh, I know, and then they take everything away, and then they build something new there. Well, there's at least one tiny piece of that library still there. Could be, could be. I've probably touched it many times. Maybe. What if we just dig with a playground, and all of a sudden there's like a library there? <laughs> I need to try. So anyway, so anyways, tangent. We we meet Dewey. And he is, like, isn't he like Kit's secret husband or boyfriend or something? Mm-hmm. And we and we find out that he's the father of Kit's baby, and he's about to help the Baudelaire's when who shows up? Olaf. When he's holding a what? Do you remember? Harpoon. Like a little harpoon gun. Scare. There's this really nervous moment with. It's like, I don't know who is standing there first. Like, someone's standing there, and someone goes in front of that person. like, no, I'll die. Then it keeps going, and Sonny's in the very front. Well, and then they... Well, I think someone's in the back. But, like, the, the butlers managed to get the gun away from Olaf. But then, and then who shows up? Do you remember? Isme? No, they convince... Um, I think they convince... Or they trick Olaf into breaking up with Esme. And so she leaves. They already broke up. Kind of. Like, I think they're always on and again, off again kind of thing. But then, who shows up and kind of distracts everyone and makes them drop the gun? Do you remember? Poe? Mr. Poe. He finally does something good. Well, sort of. <laughs> something that's actually like he helpful. Like, he kind of freaks out and he oh, makes the, and And so then the harpoon gun falls. Where does the harpoon fly off to? Because, of course, it goes off. Dewey. It goes right into Dewey. And he falls like in the water, right? There's like like a pool or something, right? It's like a a tiny, tiny pool. Well, it's shallow. It's big, but it's shallow, isn't it? Mm -mm, It's small, but it's deep. 
Because well, you see him sing like, go whoosh, oh. whoosh, whoosh. I always wondered what that scene was in the trailer. <laughs> now I wish I never wanted to know. So yeah, Dewey gets the harpoon and... That's like, yeet. I said yeah, yeet too yeet. much. So Dewey dies. What if it was actually for er, th- 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 Ernest and we just never knew? And then, but then who shows, who arrives at the hotel? Who arrives at the hotel? Lemony Snicket. <gasps> and he says hello to them. And then it's like the first time they noticed that. Well, it's the first time they've actually met, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've noticed him. And then, so then the trial takes place because Olaf has been captured. Mm-hmm. But of course, everyone's wearing blindfolds because they take it very literally when they say justice is blind. Because these adults are stupid. Mm-hmm. They're all walking around blindfolded and bumping into stuff. and Bumping into people, crashing off of yeah. things. They're misidentifying people they don't know, misidentifying people they do know. So then, but Justice Strauss is the one who's presiding over the trial. Mm-hmm. So the butler's like, okay, good. She's on our side. We got it. You know, mm-hmm. Olaf's going to be on, on trial. He'll go to jail forever. But then they learn that there's also two high judges. What does that mean? Normally, that just means higher ranking. Oh. But of course, in this case, it's oh, literal. Oh, I know who they are. It's literal again. So there are judges that are way up above. No one can see them. We hear them. And who does it turn out to be? <laughs> get it Woman right. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Woman with... <laughs> uh, Try again. You get the point. The two creepy people. Man with hair but no beard. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> Man with beard but no hair, woman with hair but no beard. I almost said beard with no hair. <laughs> so yeah, man with beard but no hair, and woman with hair but no beard. Who, yeah. Who we, we've learned are Olaf's adoptive... Guardians. Yeah, his adoptive parents. And they're mean. They're even meaner than Olaf. Which is scary. Yeah, which is crazy. I never thought that could exist, but it does. And so, of course, Count Olaf manages to sway all the judges... And kind of turn evidence around, which ends up getting the Baudelaire's blamed for almost everything, right? Mm-hmm. But they're trying to stop everything. Gets them blamed for Dewey's death, for uh, all the fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now the Baudelaire's find themselves on trial. How is that believable? Because all the adults are dumb. Count Olaf is a liar and he's very sneaky. He's a Slytherin. He's even worse than a Slytherin. <laughs> He's a no house. He's a no house, yeah. And so, of course, the the uh, the Baudelaire's end up. I think. Uh, oh, in one of the trailers, when you heard them like talking, uh-huh. that's what they say in the trial. I'm not gonna say it because I don't even know what they say. It's like what do they say? They like recap all of oh, what uh-huh. happened. How am I supposed to know what exactly what they said? It's like. Well, then doesn't um, Sonny put a, that fancy lock on the laundry door where the mm-hmm. sugar bowl is? Mm-hmm. It's like a bird had had it, and then it got stuck on the flypaper and then fell into like the laundry room. It's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of crazy contraptions that mm-hmm. they've done. But now they can't get the sugar bowl, which has like some piece of evidence or whatever, right? So then what does, I think, uh, Sonny suggest doing to the hotel because isn't there a plan still for Olaf to release that medusoid my- mycelium mm-hmm. so then what does Sunny say fire <laughs> crazy right yeah so 
all of a sudden, now Sunny gets the idea to basically burn the hotel. Yeah. Which is completely against everything that VFD stands for. Yeah, volunteer fire department. You stop fires. Don't start them. And yet, they do it. Like Olaf. Little ag- baby Sunny. Like Olaf agrees, and they all set fire to the hotel. It starts in the laundry room. And they they're trying to get people Esme out. Esme dies. People die. Well, they're trying to get people out. Like, but Esme but dies. No one takes their stupid blindfolds off because they're still dumb. I would rip that thing. I wouldn't even put it on in the first place. I'm actually smart enough to be like, okay. So then they're all trying. They're going up to where? Where are they going up to? The boat letters and Olaf and all them. Roof. To the roof. We don't know why yet, but. They're warning people to get out of the hotel because it's burning and a lot of people aren't listening. I would have ripped my blindfold And then, and even Justice Strauss is trying to get the the butlers to go with her to safety, right? Mm-hmm. But they have other plans and they go up to the roof and for some reason, isn't there like a sailboat up there? There's like a pool that goes like off the roof. Yeah, like an infinity pool, but it goes off the roof. And there's a sailboat up there for some reason. I forget why. Is Carmelita. Carmelita's stupid boat. Mm-hmm. And she's and they, like, hand me the beach ball and a harpoon. Don't they like launch the boat off with them in it? And then they and kind goes, of like, Wee! they parachute down into the ocean, right? But before that, Carmelita huh. asks for the beach ball. And then it like falls to the ground. The beach ball like rips open. Huh. And inside is that helmet with the Medusa and mycelium in it. Wasn't the, um, oh yeah, it was in the, in the pool ball. That's right, in the beach ball. So now the boat letters are with Olaf of all people. Of all people, in a on dinky, the boat. In a dinky little sailboat in the middle like of the, the ocean. the size of this table. <laughs> and we don't know where they're going. But that's kind of how that episode ends, really, isn't it? Yeah, it ends. I think it ends with him like falling midway. And then we see like the hotel burning and stuff. It's and... like... <laughs> so we know some people got out and some probably didn't. Right? Okay, I know that Esme died. Really? Elevator. Fire. Not good. She went in the elevator when you're not supposed to during a fire. No. Yeah. So again... I think Carmelita made it because she was on the roof when it was burning. I mean, I don't ever say that it's good when a kid dies, but that kid needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. So yeah, that'll be that for that episode. And then we'll continue with our The End. Wait, that sounds weird. But yeah, so that'll do it for this episode of the five minute pod with Kira and Sean. I Who are am you? The small child. And I am I'm the big broccoli. child. <laughs> I'm small broccoli. We need to talk about that. Well yeah, after we we can do that after the end and stuff. Future episodes. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode. One time one of my friends told me You're still third. talking into the yes, not I to am. the mic. I don't Say bye. Let's end this Wait. episode. Oh. One of my friends told me that Lemmy Sting was writing a new unfortunate events with him like, no, the last book is called The End. It's the end. He might be writing other stories, but not... No, like, he said for the oh, like, event series, I'm like... Like a, like a 14th he's book? He's like, dang it, you fell for it! Like, oh, he was trying to say that there's maybe, like, a 14th book? There, like, kind of is, but isn't. Right. It's Beatrice Letters. Mm-hmm. Which, don't we have? Yeah, it's in my room. Oh, you? Oh, it's in your room? Yes, it's in my yeah. room. All right, well, let's end this episode. For the 5-Minute Pod with Kira and Sean, I am... Oh, <laughs> You already said that. Oh, yeah, we did this a part already. Okay, so bye. Bye. Ah.